Welcome to Making Art Work, produced by the Arts Administration Program at LeMoyne College in Syracuse, New York. I'm Travis Newton, your host and director of the program. We're now going to enter part two of our discussion with Sir Al Phillips, who for more than two decades has uh, been an arts consultant, in specifically in marketing. And Sir Al, I wonder if we could pick up where we left off a little bit about funding for the arts. And um, often... These days, funders are much more interested in funding project-based um, activities of arts organizations more than, say, general operating funds. In other words, rather than giving an arts organization a chunk of money to run their organization, they're more interested in funding a specific project, which, of course, is exciting and interesting for arts organizations, but also um, has associated expenses. Um, yeah. And so... What do you think about that trend, and how can arts organizations sort of pivot to respond and and go with with this this new um, this new trend in funding, or should they you know should they take some other tact along the way? Um, so what I know about this trend um, from the last Grant Makers in the Arts conference that I was not present at, but I hear through the grapevine, is that that trend is actually changing um, back to um, operational support in some cases because. The project support isn't isn't um, in and of itself um, building sustainable organizations mm. or helping to. So, um, I'm an advocate for keeping operational support um, uh, at the top of the radar. But the project support that I'm seeing happen, you know, um, foundations that don't have a specifically specific and large focus on the arts really have a challenge internally um, in balancing their investments into you know, other community needs. doesn't mean that they don't feel the arts are important, um, but they're weighing those needs too, which I think is where the, the huge shift in um, community-based arts development and community engagement came into play in the past couple of years, that the major investments I'm seeing in arts organizations I'm talking about big grants, $250,000, million-dollar grants, are for organizations to work with community, to develop programs, to develop programming, to develop pathways that touch, that, that come from the community's other needs. Mm -hmm. They could be hunger. They could be food deserts. They could be uh, job training and things like that. The, and the arts can play a role in all of those things. Um, so there has been a big shift um, away from audience development, quote-unquote. Can you see my air quotes on the radio? <laughs> um, to audience engagement and community engagement, which are two different things. But that's where the trend uh, is going. Great. And I'm glad you mentioned the large, you know, large grants that are out there. Um, audience development has been in the news lately. Recently, the Wallace Foundation announced a $40 million initiative to help arts organizations build audiences. Um, and they're back into that. They, they went out of it for a while. Right. So it's great to see that that's out there. Um, is it, in terms of, you know, the scope of audience development, audience engagement as an idea, is this a daunting challenge or is there some sort of low-hanging fruit out there that arts organizations can reach for in the short term to broaden and diversify their audiences? I think there is short term. There is low-hanging fruit everywhere because people live in communities. You live and you work in a place and you have relationships in that place. And I think um, to start doing that kind of work begins by... Um, 
by kind of letting go um, artistically even and saying, I'm not going to determine what it is I think our company needs to be doing. I'm going to go out into the community and ask some questions. And I'm going to see what that leads to. And maybe that will lead me to a new idea I have to do something creatively and artistically that can make a difference right in my own backyard. So it doesn't have to be, you know, a whole region-wide initiative. Every organization can touch everyone in their community just by starting to ask questions. So maybe not getting too overwhelmed by the idea, but but just starting to, to do the work and engage with the community. Yeah, which is why, coming back to operational support, that is so important because if organizations are in triage mode, just trying to keep the lights on and pay their staff and pay their bills, and they are struggling to make that operational cover that overhead, they don't have the time, the bandwidth, um, or the creative energy to do these other things. And as you're looking at this this landscape of arts organizations around the country, and you're looking at um, training programs also around the country, what advice might you have for students who are interested in marketing, they're interested in data, um, they're interested in the arts, obviously, and they're passionate about their communities, what kinds of things should they be doing in their studies and in their you know, earlier years of their career to to not only make a difference in the arts, but also to position themselves well for for their future careers? Um, the first thing that comes to mind, Travis, is leadership. And I think for anyone who's going in to become an outstanding arts administrator, um, they also need to become uh, a powerful and respected community leader. Because for the arts to have a voice at any of these other tables that we were talking about with cultural planning, at the economics table, at the education table, they have to uh, be in a, a leadership position. So sometimes that takes a whole different kind of training that they're trained you know, as a musician or as an arts administrator or an orchestra manager. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's important. Um, and you just reminded me of a, of a project that I learned about in Memphis. It's a fellows program where the... The Arts Memphis, which is like the CNY Arts of the greater Memphis area, is has created a program that trains um, organizations to work with communities, actual geographic communities, not, you know, community can mean a lot of different things, but these are geographic neighborhoods. One is called Orange Mound, mm-hmm. and they created a program that trains the artists and trains the organizations to work with community leaders to do this kind of new model of uh, community-based arts engagement. So if there are any of those kinds of opportunities to learn how to work with social service organizations, to learn how to work with um, different kinds of community groups, that kind of training would be something I would go if, if I were graduating from school now, I would get that kind of training as well. So in order to, to find out more about that, I'm sure they could go to, did you say it's Arts Memphis? Uh, I would look at yeah, look at Arts Memphis. Um, it's a f- it's their fellows program, and the person to contact there would be Linda Steele. She's director of their community engagement program. Wonderful, community engagement is is a it, it's not what I would call a new term in arts mm-hmm. administration, but it seems like it's morphed from you know sort of a, a more touchy feely kind of idea to a real strategic initiative that um, you know organizations are are engaging in, for lack of a better term. Yeah. When did that shift happen, um, and 
you know, how, how, how is it different now than it used to be? I think that, you know, if you look back historically, I think that shift happened at the same time when arts and education began to lose its funding mm. because there's no feeder system for young people and young families who don't have exposure to the arts the way, you know, we did in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not a part of the traditional arts as we have them with, you know, museums and ballet companies and opera and theater. Um, it just doesn't exist. So I think that's when the that the whole trend towards community engagement began as a how do we how do we share this? How do we bring this um, into the world if our school systems aren't doing it? Right. I could be right. I could be totally wrong. Um, so sort of filling a void that's been left in, in the education world. Filling a void. And I think recently it's become more a matter of really permanent survival because if you don't have relevance in your community, you're going to go away. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's organizations are – there are organizations that are just going away because they are no longer relevant in the community where they are. Or even maybe they are relevant, but they may not be perceived as being relevant. Perceived as being relevant, right. Right. Well, this has been a great two-part conversation, Saral. We really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Travis. Making Art Work is produced by the Arts Administration Program at Lemoyne College in Syracuse, New York, with support provided by the Department of Communication and Film Studies and WLMU Radio, as well as our broadcast partner, WCNY Classic FM. Our theme song was written by Lemoyne College music faculty member Edward Rahowski and performed by the Bang on a Can All-Stars. For more information about arts administration at Lemoyne, visit lemoyne.edu slash artsadmin or follow us on Twitter at LMCArtsADMN. I'm your host, Travis Newton, hoping you'll join us again next time on Making Art Work. <laughs>